there and thanks for listening to the Adulting is Easy podcast. Please take a second and hit follow wherever you're listening if you can safely do so. This is Lauren and I'm joined today by Kat, an entrepreneur, blogger, and traveler currently based out of Phnom Penh, Cambodia. She started her business, Rucker Sales Consulting, and her blog, Cash for Cat, in her 20s while taking a year off to travel. Thanks for joining me, Kat. Thank you so much for having me. Our goal for today is to make adulting a bit easier for listeners by discussing a personal finance topic, since managing money is a big part of adulting. So Kat, today you and I are going to talk about starting your own business. Um, Before we get there, though, why don't you tell us a little more about your story and how did you end up where you are today? Yeah, it's a bit of a roller coaster, um, but I think there's a lot of parts that would resonate with most people out there. Um, So I grew up in California and I really got into personal finance at a young age um, from my dad because he had a family business and I was always helping out in the business, um, working the cash register even at five years old. And I, you know, did all the things you're, you know, sometimes told you're supposed to do. Um, I went to City College and then went to um, a four-year institution and got my degree. And then immediately after that, I started working in the tech business. Um, so that industry is very wild. And I quickly realized that, is that all that we're going to be doing for the next 50 years? Um, maybe this isn't <laughs> the way I want to go. Um, so that's when I quit everything, started traveling, um, which led me to my business. That's that's amazing. Um, is it okay if we tell the world that your dad was using you for child labor, or should I cut that out? No, no, go ahead and keep that. And maybe, <laughs> maybe I can use it uh, later on down the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just totally kidding. I think that's freaking amazing. Um, so yeah, so California, I guess it kind of makes sense that if you're following kind of what's traditional, what society tells you, of course you're gonna you know get your four year degree and go into tech, right? So that. That makes a lot of sense and uh, it resonates so much with me because I think we all of that moment we're like, we feel like we're doing good. And then we think, oh, but I can't stop working for decades. Yep. It's just like, it's a never ending thing because you look at all the people around you and they're all doing the same thing, but you had spent the last several years just trying to get that pretty piece of paper that was so expensive. Um, and then you have it and you're like, wait, now I actually have to like choose a career or something. <laughs> So you did what I think is freaking amazing. You're like, all right, I'm going to travel. Because I guess you didn't, did you not know what you wanted to do at that point? And you were like, well, I'm going to travel and figure it out. Kind of. So I um, I was working in tech sales and I, most people know that how sales can be. It's a challenging field to be in, especially um, being female, being of color. And so, you know, I just wasn't having the experience that I, I was hoping to have. I felt like I had a lot of um, moments where I wasn't getting the opportunities I wanted. And it could be a multitude of things, but often it felt like it was because of my age. You know, you're 22, 21, you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be at this level of your career. But I, my dad growing up, he never really held me back. And he always encouraged me to go out there and, you know, do things um, early. So I graduated high school early. I started my business early. It just became kind of second nature to to start to challenge the norms and, and find a way to get to do whatever it is I, I wanted to do as, as fast as possible. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's awesome. I love I love that for your dad. Um, so how did you end up in Cambodia then specifically? So in 2019, I had like a spontaneous moment. I quit my job on like a Thursday. I could you not. Um, and- <laughs> Who quits on a Thursday? Something wrong with that. Yeah, like end of day on a Thursday. <laughs> I was like, well, this has been great. <laughs> I'm done. Um, (laughs) To the shock of everyone, myself included, I think I went home and cried. (laughs) Um, And then I quickly started to to look at my finances. And I was living in San Francisco at the time. And I was like, okay, how long is, is, can I make this last? Right. And I didn't have a lot of savings because I had only graduated like two years prior, was paying down student loans. And I just started to to do that math you do when you're really into the personal finance world and, and you start to estimate how much things would cost. And I just looked at all the numbers and the fact that a tax return was coming my way. And I was like, okay, um, I see a $300 flight to Barcelona one way. And that sounds way more affordable of a place to be in than San Francisco. Um, So I spent all of 2019 chasing like the cheapest flights I could find to places I had never been um, using, of course, airline, you know, points (laughs) to do so. Um, And yeah, I just, I I found a flight from, I think it was um, Amsterdam out to Vietnam. And I was like, well, I'm running out of money. So I either go out to Southeast Asia and figure it out or I go home. Um, and I thought the other side of the globe was the safer option. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, I, I just, I love the, I love the visual of just like, oh, there's a cheap flight and there's a cheap flight and there's a cheap flight. And I love just like, I just love that you weren't being conservative about it. You weren't afraid. You're like, I'm just, I'm going to do this. So that, that's amazing. Um, did you need like visas? Or anything? So uh, for the beginning, I was in Europe. Um, so you're in the Schengen zone, so you can go to a lot of countries um, as long as you're only within the zone for like 90 days or something like that. Um, so that's what I did. I scurried through as much of Southern um, Europe as possible because it's the more affordable <laughs> part of Europe. Um, and also it was the winter time, which makes it extra affordable. And then when I started um, to run out of time on on my Schengen visa, I skipped my way over to Eastern Europe, which is outside of of the Schengen zone. And I went to Montenegro for like two months and just lived in Eastern Europe. (laughs) That's so amazing. You must, you must have, uh, you've been meeting some probably really interesting, really cool people, right? Yeah, it's, it's the best way to learn. Like I, I obviously took history classes and everything growing up, but there's so much of history that's just told from like a Western perspective. Um, and honestly, it's kind of boring reading it from a book. Um, but hearing people's lives and stories and stories about their grandparents just adds like a whole different layer, um, to the world. So that's like one of my, my favorite things about traveling is, is meeting with people and hearing just how they look at the world. That is amazing. <laughs> so did you decide, like, as I'm assuming your money was running out, did you decide then, okay, I'm going to get a job or did you decide I'm going to start a business? I think when I left, I had the intent as, you know, a lot of people do like, I'm going to become an influencer or something. You know, I, I don't think I thought of right. it in those terms. I was like, let me start a blog. You never know. Those things take off. Um, but then I was just so excited traveling that I <laughs> really slept on the blogging portion of things. 
Um, but I was like, okay, I have a background in sales. And if I can, you know, help corporations build multi-million dollar pipelines, why can't I figure out how to make, you know, I don't know, 20K annually to live off of or something, right? And so I really just started to, to treat um, kind of the job search like I would a sales pipeline. Like how many um, different opportunities can I find out there that I'm potentially qualified for? How can I find the contact information for those people? Um, and really, I was just selling the services that I knew I could figure out, which was virtual assistant type work. Um, and then everyone I spoke to, somehow I ended up landing sales related roles. <laughs> yeah, sales is, it's interesting. It's a, I love it. I, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. I can't imagine if I didn't find it. Um, but not everyone feels that way. So I feel like it can be very hard to find people that not only like sales, but are good at it. It's especially, yeah. especially the labor market right now. Yeah, I think it takes a certain type, like a person who like enjoys the challenge to a certain extent. That's why they always yeah. um, are trying to get college athletes for sales and stuff. They want people who can overcome hurdles, um, but that's also just a life skill, right? And you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you started doing the virtual assistant work, started taking sales jobs. How did that materialize into your own business? Yeah. I mean, it, it started off very small. Um, so it, like I said before, it was really like, let me be a virtual assistant and see if I can land something. Um, and then I would hop on these conversations and figure out that a lot of the work that they were hoping that I would do was more sales related and sales typically is a bit of a, a higher hourly wage than virtual assistant work. Um, so I quickly spun things into kind of like package deals where it was like, okay, you need this, this work. Well, maybe I shouldn't be hourly for you. Maybe we should do something, you know, more long-term. Right. Um, so it just kind of naturally grew on its own. And really the key is that living abroad, you can live on so much less money than in the U S. So it's just, it sounds counterintuitive, but like for me, traveling and building a business was actually way more affordable than if I had, had done it probably anywhere in the States. Um, so yeah, things kind of naturally grew a bit through, through word of mouth. Um, but really one client was all it took to, to cover my expenses and then some. That's amazing. So what would you, if you were going to try to motivate other young people, people in their 20s, to start a business, what would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's as maybe it's cheesy, but it's kind of that whole believe in yourself type of thing, right? Um, but more so be realistic about yourself and, and your strengths, your weaknesses, um, where you're at. And if you identify weaknesses, take the action to figure out how you can improve in those areas. Um, but just the same with strengths is really figure out how to highlight your strengths and play them up um, because that's this, the cornerstone of learning how to trust yourself is, is to understand what you're actually good at. Um, so really focusing in on who you are, where you're at, and then also keeping an eye on where you want to go and how you can get there. That's amazing. That's a, I love that because I think at least when like I was a kid, there was this idea of 
take your weaknesses and get better at them. And that was kind of this idea of how you were going to level up as a person. And lately, I think there's this idea, I mean, don't certainly don't just like have a ton of weaknesses and just like leave them there and don't grow at all. But I like the idea lately of, you know, sometimes there are people that are good at maybe what your weaknesses are, right? Um, like for example, in our short-term rental business, we're getting a bookkeeper. It's not that I can't do it. I, you know, I actually did accounting for my first year out of school. I just don't don't like it. So that makes me not very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so I, you know, you can find people around you to kind of boost your weaknesses and then capitalize on your strengths, whatever those are. So I think that's, I think that's really cool. And I, I love that. Um, what else do you think people need to have like business degrees or MBAs or anything like that to start their own business? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I've actually been considering um, going and getting my MBA um, for a variety of reasons. But on the path to that, I was just like, you know what, if if you're going to be paying all of this money, right, there's still things that you can do beforehand um, to, to get prepared or to learn all of the things. And so, for example, I remember one evening I just Googled what are all the books that the law schools like recommend? What are the books that the business schools recommend? And you can just find lists and lists and lists of all these wonderful books that they would make you read. And the only difference is sure, you don't have an instructor um, maybe guiding you through things. And so for me, you know, education is really something that we've just made so accessible these days. Um, You know, if you're a visual learner or, you know, you learn through reading or through experiences, there's just so many different ways out there to learn. Um, but most of them are free. <laughs> so there's nothing that stops you from learning basically everything you could ever need to know um, about business through, say, like a library card or, um, you know, going out there and like even meeting people is a, a very real way of educating yourself is through the experiences of others. I love this idea of looking at what business schools recommend for their students to read or law schools. And I think that's a really great way to kind of test that subject matter and see if you like it. I've heard some stories of people that they end up in graduate programs or probably undergraduate too, but I've heard it more for graduate programs where they're like, they kind of realize, oh, this isn't what I want to do, but they're already into it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing too that I, I like about that is you can kind of test that out and see if it's something that you love or not. Yeah, and you you start to see like what I've been really into lately is like transferable skills, right? Because, you know, with a background in sales, sometimes you feel like, oh, I, I can just do sales. Um, but recently, one of the projects I've been working on has me in a project manager type role. And you realize, oh, actually, like organizing things, setting out calendars, planning in advance, like they kind of sound like, oh, everyone has these skills. But, you know, through work, some people hone them much more than others, or some people enjoy doing it and the job's just like a better fit. And it's just really interesting, all of these different like soft skills um, that can still yield a really high income. And so for me, I've just been really focused on, okay, this is a sudden new interest, but it looks like a great area where I could potentially grow. What can I do on my own to like help facilitate that? Like what can maybe take me to the next level 
um, but affordably. And I found out that actually Google has like these free courses on um, project management and anyone can take them. They're absolutely free, but then they have like a whole list of um, companies that are looking to hire people who have graduated from this like certificate program, which is really neat and something that like I certainly wasn't looking for myself. Um, I just kind of stumbled across it on, I think, TikTok of all places. <laughs> of course, of course it was on TikTok. I love that. I love that example, right? That's a very concrete example. And I think that is true as someone, you know, myself who's in sales, you do kind of think that, and I sell training. So sometimes I think that, okay, basically if I want to have a career, I have to sell training. And it's not true. Careers are almost like living breathing things that change all the time. Yes. I love that. I was, um, when I was in university, I used to work at a call center. So we'd call alumni, you know, we were those people that would be like, Hey, we know you have student loans, but do you want to donate? <laughs> oh, I, I know those people. You, those yeah. People you know those, those people. <laughs> I don't hang up. I don't hang up. I give $20 and 12 cents usually, which is the year I graduated. There we go. A little something, something. Um, but you know, it was a great job because I talked to all these alumni and I remember speaking to one person and he was like, you know, talking about his career and he basically broke it down so simply for me. And it was like, well, you know, you're going to live for like 50 years, be working during that time. Well, hopefully you live longer, but you're going to have a 50 uh, year career, right? Potentially. So doesn't it mm -hmm. make sense that every 10 years or so that you're doing something completely different? Amazing. That is such a good way to look at it. Man, that's cool. I never really thought too much about when you're, those people that are making those calls, they have asked me about my career here and there. And um, I love the idea that some of them are like really truly listening and might take something away from that. Oh, yeah, we would we would always talk about the calls and like share things that we had mm -hmm. heard from alumni. Like it's it's it was a the best college job. Um, but it's just really interesting, you know, the different lives that people live, because I remember I even spoke to one woman who was like, living in Israel and like had like a gold jewelry business. And I was like, how did you get from California to Israel? And maybe that's what planted the seed in my head of like, I, I can get out of here, guys. I, I don't have to be here. <laughs> that's so that's so neat. I think that's so cool. Um, well, I saw in um, one of your blogs, which is called Finding Motivation to Start a Business, you mentioned in there surrounding yourself by people like that, by kind of motivated people and, and maybe even just people with different stories and different backgrounds. Can you talk a little more about that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, when you meet people, I think everyone has a story to tell. Um, and I think that maybe part of what made me so good at sales is that I just have a genuine curiosity and like eagerness to interact with people. And what I found throughout my business and just everything that I've done is that things come up in just the most unexpected ways, but it's because you're doing something very simple. And I think some people would obviously throw the word networking out there. Um, but to me, it's just really building genuine connections and, and getting rid of that fear to like send a message through LinkedIn or, you know, ask somebody for a cup of coffee or hit somebody up on Twitter. <laughs> as <a> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's, it's just really about putting yourself out there because like, I think, um, especially over the last year, you start to realize, you know, cause I'm 26, almost 27 and I'm looking at the next stage of my career. And I just realize nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> 
That is so true. And we were talking recently, a bunch of a bunch of real estate investors were talking and we're like, I'm like, none of us have any idea what we're doing. We're just winging it constantly. Yeah, we're all out here floundering. I think we hear about that with like parents is like you get older and you realize, oh, they aren't like as adulty adults as I thought they were. And it's the exact oh, right. thing so in the <laughs> I was talking to my mom about that. I'm like, the older I get, the more my friends become parents. I realize we didn't all, we didn't all, not all parents had it together when I was growing up. <laughs> so true. So true. Even now, like, I feel like I'm just in a, a transition period and uh, my fiance and I are talking to lawyers and I'm like, wow, we're talking to lawyers. And I'm like, what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I know well, that's, that is adulting in a nutshell. I feel like, and I, I've talked about this with my younger cousins, right? Like your first year out of school or your first couple of years in the adult world, you kind of learn like a couple of things. Like you learn like how to pay your bills and how to shop and how to cook. And every year or so you kind of add something else to it. And that might be like understanding taxes or in this case, like talking to lawyers or, you know, my husband just became a part owner in his engineering firm. Like it's so interesting what you can do. Things that seemed really hard. Like I remember when I was 23, like even remembering to like pay my like mortgage, pay my utilities, pay even that like was kind of hard. Right. And then, you know, it's amazing what you can kind of add on and add on and add on as you understand and learn and grow. That's one side of it. The other side of it is you realize, oh man, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know that much. And there's so much to learn and there's so many people to meet. There's so many books to read and, and, and all of that. And it's, it's really, sometimes it gets overwhelming, but it's really a, a beautiful thing when you start to embrace this Basically, it's a mindset, I guess, of, of growth and learning. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, if you think about the best times in your life, it was probably like the times where you like right after you went through a challenging time, right? Like that's how it's always been for me is there was this hard moment. It really sucked. I felt like I didn't know what was going on. It was very upsetting. And then you just like break out of it and you start doing the things. And then you look back like a year later and you're like, oh, I figured it out. That's awesome. And like, you just know so much more. And I guess to a certain extent, life gets a little bit easier in that way. Like challengers are still there, but it's like, if you can develop that willingness to tackle a challenge head on, you're just going to open so many doors for yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's why my Twitter handle is adulting is easy, right? Because it's about making it a little easier day by day. Step by step. Uh, yeah. And we, we talked about that a little bit here and there with like real estate, uh, you know, and I said this on a recent Twitter space where it was like, I don't think there's an asset class that challenges you more than that. And I think I'll stick by that. But I don't know if there's anything in business that can challenge you more than running and starting your own business. It's it's there's so much more to it, I think. And I've seen it with uh, with just starting our short term rental business or seeing my husband working on the engineering firm. There is there's so much to starting your own business that I think is a challenge. But God, it has to be so rewarding. It oh, really does. Yeah. yeah. The first dollar that you make that isn't tied to like an employer, like you're cutting out the middleman, even if it's like a penny. <laughs> I remember I remember when the blog made its first penny and I was like, I like refreshed it. I wasn't expecting anything because it had been months of not making anything. And I refreshed and I saw a penny. <laughs> and I was like, I just made a penny. 
while playing video games. This is fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Forget dollars. I think it's amazing. Yeah, because that like it's got to be a tipping point, right? Um, so we've talked about, let's see, we've talked about, you know, how to educate yourself, um, that you should be quote unquote networking, right? At least meeting people, talking to people, learning from them, challenging yourself, um, believing in yourself, working on your, you know, understanding your strengths and weaknesses. Is there, are there any like practical steps? So we've talked kind of a lot about mindset and kind of like setting the foundation (laughs) before. (laughs) Just like before you start a business, right? We've talked about like, I guess, mindset, right? We've kind of talked about the mindset and getting yourself mentally ready. But when you're actually about to start a business, right? Like, how should they do? Should they like, should there be like a business plan? You know, what should they be literally doing? Yeah. Oh, the roadmap. Okay. So usually when I'm starting a business, it's actually wild because now sometimes like I'll start like, I'll go through the exercise of building a business, even if I'm not actually about to launch something. Um, And it's just like a bunch of different things. And so I've gotten really good at kind of um, getting a quick little formula together. And it's, it's kind of back to sales to a certain extent, but you have to know your buyer, right? Who is going to want this service? Because sometimes people will make things and they'll just be thinking, oh, this sounds good or, oh, I will benefit from this and I will make this much. And I think maybe they want blah, blah, blah. Right. You really have to like put yourself in another person's shoes and think about how you can provide value. Right. And from there, it all starts to get a little bit easier because everything should really continuously go back to that thought of how can I provide the most value and what would make this the easiest for the person. So an example would be, um, I do a lot of like my prospecting and trying to find clients through LinkedIn and something that's not fun is when you get a bunch of messages, that's basically like, hello, I have products that you will want to buy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's not a good email to get or message. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wrong. Um, so sometimes what I'll do is like, hey, <laughs> I do X, Y, and Z. I think it will help you because of X, Y, and Z. And here's a link to my calendar. Just hand them the link. They can book it themselves, right? And so it's like, if mm-hmm. you really work at things in how can I make this as simple for the other person as possible, I think a few different things happen. But the most important thing is people notice that and they appreciate it. Right. And they're excited to like talk to you because you made it so simple and so straightforward, you know, from your pricing to your messaging, it, it can all just be so short and sweet for them. Amazing. Is there, are there any other parts of your formula? To be honest? No, I like, I really prefer service-based um, mm-hmm. businesses because you can really get started up with nothing. Um, so I made my first $20,000 with my business, um, in less than six months. And all I had was my university's email address. Nothing else. That's awesome. I didn't have a website. I had nothing. I had, I had my, my dot edu email. Um, and I just sent a few emails out and, you know, um, did my research really. So I would go to, um, job boards and see what people were posting. Um, and then I'd look at the company. And so instead of applying through a job board where, you know, you're one of a hundred applicants, um, what I would do is I'd find the person's contact information and I would message them directly telling them 
in a few words that I basically had all the things that their job post said. <laughs> but I would just, you know, not mention that I had seen the job post and they would feel like, wow, this person came out of the blue. <laughs> Perfection fits everything and we're good to go. Um, but that's really where it takes the time to figure out who your person is, right? Who's going to be the best fit for the service that you're offering. Um, so that from the, the moment you reach out, it's going to be a slam dunk. Absolutely. What's the most rewarding thing that, you know, has come out of this or about starting your own business? What, what do you like the most about it? The freedom. <laughs> I think anyone who's into personal finance to a certain extent, we're all looking for the freedom to, to do what we want, whether that's work a job um, or, you know, have a, your own business. We're all just looking to build a life that, that you enjoy, right, that you actually want to live. Um, so for me, it's been nice because if tomorrow I decide I want to do something completely different, I can pivot my business. Um, that's, that's a little tip. Always get a domain name that isn't very specific. Um, so yeah. mine is very fancy. It's my name, <laughs> which I can change the content of the site at any time. Um, and no one will ever know that it was a completely different business at one point. And so that's just what I enjoy is, um, you know, over the last few years, I was doing sales and somehow I found myself tiptoeing into marketing type roles. Um, but I've done everything from like deep dive diving into clients like financial analytics from the past few years to running social media pages to ghostwriting, you know, and that's like, that's the fun of having a business is the variety and just the freedom to choose what kind of projects you get to take on. I love that. I love that. That's absolutely awesome. Such, such good advice. Um, well, let's see. Is there anything else that we've covered quite a bit here? I, I love your story. I hope it's motivating. I, I don't even hope. I know it will be motivating to um, listeners. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, honestly, I think that um, really starting your own business is one of the most rewarding things. I mean, obviously, it's it's one of the most challenging, scary things too. Um, but most things in life that are worth pursuing do have like that little scary moment um, that, you know, makes you go, oh, I don't know if I should even think about doing this. Um, so really, you just have to be very clear and honest with yourself about what you want. And that moment where you're like, oh, I just want to, you know, make money for another year or like to let's be real. That's not necessarily the truth of what you want. Um, so don't be afraid to like just really dream big, right? Like, oh, I would like to be in, on a beach in this country or I really want to like be at this festival or wherever and whatever it is. You have to give yourself permission to dream to actually get there. I'm just in awe because that was so perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe I spend too much time uh, thinking philosophically these days. Perhaps that will be the next business. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you can tell, you can definitely tell that you're a writer. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me wrap up then for us. So managing money is a huge part of adulting. It's important to remember there's many, many ways to make money and many ways to design your life. Um, and Kat's done an amazing job, you know, doing both. Um, so Kat, why don't you tell everyone how to follow you and how to get in touch with you? Yeah, if you're interested in more like personal finance or even like um, somewhat 
you know, Cambodia travel-y type related stuff, um, then the, the blog Cash for Cat is the best place for that. And that's cat with a K, um, but cash is the way you would always spell it with a C. Um, and then for more like businessy type stuff, whatever I may be doing, which currently is still sales and marketing, um, you can find me at catrucker.com. Thank you so much. And everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at Adulting is Easy. I'm on Facebook by the same name. You can email me at realadultingiseasy at gmail.com. You can show support at patreon.com slash adultingiseasy. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Hopefully we've made adulting a little easier for you.